Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And this episode, I promise we will actually talk about football. The ruse is over. We don't have to pretend not to talk about football anymore. Do we Do we have to, though? Can we continue the ruse? I guess, but now that we've called attention to the ruse, I don't <laughs> is think it really we can keep a ruse? it up. Yeah, it's more of yeah. a, just a, a failure to do our jobs. Yeah, the last episode, if you hadn't heard it, we chose not to recap the UTSA game at all because it was awful. Hopefully this week against Charlotte will go much better because Charlotte is not nearly as good of a team. I know usually the way we structure this is we kind of go through some overall information, where to watch, stuff like that. Uh, but Matt, you're not able to join us for very long, so let's go ahead and, and jump to our how you think this game will go. And then we'll kind of tear you apart once you leave the call. No, that sounds that sounds good. A couple of things I want to note: uh, Trey Harris is only 148 yards away from a thousand yards on the season. Uh, Crosby is only 259 yards away from a thousand yards rushing on the season. Uh, those are a couple of things that I feel those individuals will put a significant dent in to get towards those major milestones. So that's something that I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, that's about the only thing I'm looking forward to watching. Um, I don't know who's going to start a quarterback for this one. Uh, we all know Liddy. Liddy's. Yeah, yeah, it's Liddy. Yeah. Is McNeil out for the season? or Pro- Probably, yeah. His his broken middle finger is hurting him, apparently. Cumbie uh, said it in his press conference today, basically. Yeah, that's too Alluded bad to the fact that he's really struggling to, to grip the football. So yeah, That's too bad for him. This is his last year. But uh, yeah. he got Austin kindled. Um, so Liddy's red shirt's long gone. Uh, so he'll have three more years, much to my chagrin, but whatever. Uh, not really looking forward to seeing much else in this. These are two very bad football teams with, uh, nothing to lose, uh, other than my sanity. So the game was tech favored by three. Wow. Yeah. Tech is favored by three. It's on ESPN three. So I'm going to go ahead and say tech wins by three. Uh, but a couple of hours after the game, they find out that they fielded an ineligible player and have to forfeit. I, I'll pick Tech to win by three. These are two very bad football teams. They have nothing to lose. Charlotte's got a new coach. It looks like uh, what the inside of my oven looks like before I clean it. And uh, uh, What is that guy's name? Biff Pogi? Poggy? <laughs> <laughs> Man's name is Biff. It's, it's like the villain from Poggy. Back to the Future went back in time to change his name to something more ridiculous. You know, I have never seen those movies. Really? Never seen them. That's more interesting than how I think this football game will go. No, I've seen all three. I've, I've seen all three of them. Yeah, I was going to say, there's many, no way. Many times. In fact, the theme song to Back to the Future often plays when I wake up in the morning and take my morning dump. Um, <laughs> it's motivational. So Tech's going to need some motivation here, uh, I think, defensively. In spite of their horrible record, they've got a quarterback that isn't, holy shit, god-awful. 22 tutties, 11 INTs in the season. Uh, Don't have much of a rushing attack, it looks like. Uh, But their leading receiver, E. Spencer, who I'm going to assume is Evan Spencer. Wait, don't don't let that out. I was... Damn. I was trying no, to keep okay. that under wraps. I'm actually no, a wide receiver for sure. But... <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yes, yes, yes. Elijah Spencer. Uh, he's got some pretty good stuff. I mean, in fact, he's ahead of uh, Trey by just a little bit with few, with a couple. They're basically even. Uh, Trey's got 54 receptions. Spencer's got 52. Trey's got 852 yards. Spencer's got 86. And they both have nine tutties. So uh, hmm. I wonder if 
I bet you Elijah Spencer's not on the bulletin cop watch list. Bitch. Yeah. We said to the three, the to the two and nine team. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte's very bad. This should be Tech's first time, and I guess last time ever playing Charlotte. Uh, so yeah. until right? we get called we, up to the NFC South. Well, it might be an improvement over Carolina. I, I kind of running in circles here. I, I'll pick Tech to win by three. I'll stand by that. Uh, I think Marcus Crosby is uh, the the rushing attack wasn't so bad uh, in some game. I'm forgetting what the final score was too, but they, uh, I, I, I'd like to see some improvement there. Uh, I'd like to see some improvement out of Liddy at this point, red shirts gone, throw them to throw them in reps, reps, reps. Let's see what you got. Yeah. Uh, looks so good against rice. And I think that gave us all a little too much hope because he's been relatively mediocre to very bad. Uh, since then a uh, couple good passes, but mostly just crap. Uh, I, he'll get better. So I'd like to see Liddy make a couple of, uh, improvements and uh, i'd like to see crosby get the ball a lot I'd like to see a good run game i'd like to just win a football game to remember what it feels like please <laughs> a and, road uh, football game can we win yes and six on the year haven't uh, won one since 2020 and what what's so sad about this is if tech beats rice and fiu then they are five and five uh, right now and if they beat charlotte they'd be six to five and be going bowling which is so insane to think about but yep. this isn't this isn't a fanfic because if it was it'd be a lot more gratuitously gross by now but you got a score prediction at all like you think it's do, high scoring low scoring uh, no god no uh i do have a score prediction i've got crosby as my player to watch and as the player i think is going to take uh, who's going to be like everyone's mvp for this one uh i just my gut tells me that that's what how it's going to be. Uh, I'll take Tech uh, 2017. I think it's going to be super high scoring. A lot of high possession for Tech, running the football successfully. Uh, at the end of this, uh, I think I think Liddy is. Uh, I don't. I don't have him throwing a throwing a touchdown. I think he'll throw a pick. I don't necessarily think it'll be a, a very good throw when he when he does it. Uh, but otherwise, has a pretty game managery style game uh, and. Yeah, 2017 feels like a safe bet. Tech wins. All right. Well, I know Matt, you have a, a yeah. baby, a, what a two month old is. I, is what I do almost. Yes, almost two month old. Only 17 years and 10 months away from enrolling at Louisiana Tech, so I got to get her ready for a lifetime of disappointment. So uh, I'm gonna go get her settled in. But all right, Matt. And uh, all right, Matt. See you later. So I'll see you guys later. Yeah. So jump back a little bit to go over more overall details. This game against the 49ers will be played in Charlotte, 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN 3. So not plus 3, which I think means you log in with your cable provider or sometimes your home internet provider to be able to watch this game. Uh, Tech is undefeated all time against the 49ers, but only played once last year. It was the first time we had ever played Charlotte. This year's team, though, is ranked 119 of 131 in SP+, because they are 2-9 and nine on the year. Their two wins, one was a one-point win over the pride of the Sun Belt, Georgia State, and the other was a 56-23 win over Rice. Which I'm still very confused about. Yeah, I'm a Uh, little more confused by the fact they were able to beat Rice that bad, but lose to FCS William & Mary 41-24. Yeah. That's just um, two people. Yeah, Bill and Mary uh, did a great job, um, you know, scheming to to beat Charlotte. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that that win over Rice came the week after they fired Will Healy, their former head coach. Uh, they did just hire a new head coach who's currently associate head coach at Michigan. So I doubt that he's like coming this week, but seems like a pretty good hire for them. I'm sure they're happy. You know, they're going to be going to the American Conference where I'm sure they'll continue to be bad at just about everything. Um, but, you know, new coach, new conference. They got to be excited. Don't know how excited they'll be for this game. It'll it'll be their last game of the season. Um, like you mentioned, they are they are two and nine on the year. They're one and seven, I think, in, or no, one and six in conference play so far. With that being said, I mean, there are some things about this team that scare me. You know, as a Tech fan sitting here uh, staring down the barrel of another three and nine season, um, potentially four and eight uh here if if we can beat uh if we can beat charlotte uh, or i guess even five and seven if we can beat charlotte and uab but you know this feels like the last good chance to to get a win and there's a couple things standing in the way of that i think the main thing being on offense so nathan what you got yeah chris reynolds their quarterback that's the name to know uh i think he's been there for a couple years now and they pass a lot they put the ball in his hands quite a bit the 18th most pass-heavy offense in college football right now. Although they don't have a super high completion percentage number, they still get around 274 pass yards per game just due to the sheer number of throws. That ends up being around number 26 in the country right now. Uh, Two targets mainly for Mr. Reynolds. I don't know. I guess I'll put (laughs) some respect on his name. Uh, The first is Elijah Spencer, uh, the E. Spencer that Matt mentioned a few moments ago. The other is Grant DuBose. Uh, who has more catches but fewer yards, but both have nine touchdown grabs apiece. So those are the two guys to know, but also don't forget Victor Tucker. I mean, really even Shedrick Bird, the running back out of the backfield, has some some nice grabs on the year. So this pass offense, there'll be a lot of incompletions and actually quite a few interceptions as well on the year, uh, and possibly in this game as well, but they have some weapons and they're not afraid to use them offensively. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they're they're the like just in terms of the sort of dumb stats right they're 29th overall in passing offense um 271 yards per game um so yeah they're gonna sling the ball around um they're gonna throw some picks they're gonna throw a lot of incompletions but you know you go week to week with tech secondary being like man our secondary is the best unit on the field to like oh god what are we doing and when you have multiple targets that are putting up those kind of numbers it's just like last week um, which I didn't even look at the stats from last week, so I don't really know. But I know Zachary F- Franklin caught a lot of fucking passes last week because we were kind of playing a soft, you know, soft zone against him for some reason. And if we're going to come at Charlotte with that same shit, like they're going to torch us. So uh, they're going to put up yards. Um, I think the good thing about this offense from a tech perspective is uh, there's two. They they don't really have a great running attack like Matt mentioned earlier. But they also don't translate those yards into points. They're 91st in scoring offense, scoring just 24.3 points per game. Um, so really, well, they're they're not translating their yardage into points, which is a good thing. And one of the reasons for that is because they go on fourth down a lot. Really? They're actually really good on first and second down, according to... Uh, according to uh stats of war the advanced the cfb graphs they're number yeah. 12 in the nation at, at picking up yardage on first and second down not good on third and fourth down though they're 95th in the nation in that uh just 38 percent um third and fourth down success rate 
Tech, by comparison, is 44%. They're attempting 3.2 fourth down attempts per game, uh, which leads all of Tech's opponents for this season. Uh, Tech is attempting 2.2. And really, a lot of that comes down to the fact that they apparently just don't trust their field goal kicker. They've attempted three field goals the entire season. Oh, wow. And they have made one of them. (laughs) Two of those attempts, one make and one miss, came against FCS William & Mary. The second game of the season, the well, other attempt... I mean, obviously you can make a field goal against Bill and Mary. I mean, they've only got two people on the field to defend, well, so... Well, uh, one of them, either Bill or Mary, are good at defending because <laughs> they missed one of the field goals. <laughs> Bill or Mary. <laughs> but uh, the other, the other of the married spouses, I assume, can defend the field goal quite well. The other field goal... <laughs> so that was the second game of the season they attempted to... Did not attempt any week three. Did not attempt any week four. Did not attempt... I'm not going to keep going, but it wasn't until last week against Middle Tennessee that they finally attempted another field goal, and they missed it. Wow. Without looking at the stats right now, can you guess how many field goals Tech has attempted this season? More than three. Yes, definitely uh, more than three. I know we've actually been pretty... We've kicked more, quite a few field goals in a per-game basis, but uh, like 30. 22. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob Barnes has 71 points this year. So is their kicker like bad at extra points no, too? No, he's or? perfect. He's perfect on extra 34 points. 34 for 34. Like what? He, know, he can do one he thing can, very well. He can only kick it 21 yards. Anything more than that <laughs> is out of the question for this guy. Every every single extra point just doinks in off the bottom bar. It just barely gets enough leg to get 21 yards. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about about their running game i mean is you mentioned shadrick bird out of the backfield is that like is he somebody to look out for too in the in the run game yeah probably he's the Eh, 4.2 yards per carry four touchdowns i mean they don't run the ball a lot so i mean that's the biggest thing they may choose to against a tech run defense that has truly struggled this year but if we're going off a past example they don't use him all that much and he's been a decent back, but nothing really to write home about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting looking at these advanced stats. They're actually like their offensive success rate is 17th in the nation. And that's because their passing success rate is 19th and their rush success rate is 26th. But they just don't run it that much. Like their their rush rate over expected is minus 9.3. So they're like, you know, running the ball 10% less than the average team is um, in similar situations. So that's really interesting because then you look at the stats like down the page and they've got they've got the first six backs in terms of yardage on their team are all averaging over four yards per carry yeah so and now that's not with significant carries for anyone but bird but you know the these guys like it seems like the offensive line makes holes for them it's just they don't want to they don't want to do that that's not their identity I, i think it's a lot that their defense and we'll get to that here but their defense is giving up so many points that they have to pass because they have mm. to score because they have to do that to stay in the game. The defense that's a good point for the 49ers uh, rank 128th in points allowed to non-FCS opponents, 41.1. That's not great. Also, 128th in yards per, allowed per game, 490. Oh, wow. Um, 130th out of 130 in yards per play allowed, 7.0. This is still excluding wow. FCS games allowing a third down percentage a third down conversion percentage of 46% which is 119th best wow. if you want to call it that in college football uh, this team is just not very good on defense and they allow so many points and so many yards and that leads to where we are right now of having your offense need to do that to try to win the game 
Yeah. I mean, just to back that up a little bit, they're they're allowing a a success rate for opposing teams of 52% on pass plays, 47% on rush plays. That's 131st and 123rd in the nation. Tech, on the other hand, like we're not the most efficient team in terms of success rate on on pass or run, but good enough to get it done against that that awful number there. Um, you would hope anyway. Looking at the net points per drive, Tech is averaging 2.15 points per drive on offense, and Charlotte gives up 3.64 on defense. So uh, that's every time the opponent has the football and goes on a drive, 3.64 points are expected to be given up. That's that's not good. That yeah. is uh, that is not good. Yeah, but enough about this team overall. Let's talk about specifics. Let's find a player to watch in this game. Um, Evan, I dare you to find someone on defense. Uh, I mean, I was, I was just going to pick, I was just going to pick Chris Reynolds, man. Like if they're going to win this game, defender, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, geez. I mean, they don't have anyone with more than two passes defensed. Oh no. They have one guy with five. Okay. There's a guy. He's got an interception. Uh, Geo Howard is his name. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, their leading tackler is a DB. That's never a good sign. Well, he's tried with a linebacker. They have a guy with five and a half sacks. So, like, the Tech's offensive line has actually been really good this year, though. So, like, like really, you know, improving week after week. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's that passing game. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Chris Reynolds. I think uh, he's the player to watch in terms of, you know, if if Tech's able to get a lead. I, I don't know, though. Is Tech going to get a lead? So maybe it's one of these running backs. I'm just going to name the whole team. I, I don't fucking yeah, know. You're leaving no one for me. Um, here's my actual choice. Because I think, you know, Tech's going to have to game plan for a passing attack because that's what they've shown on film all year. However, if Tech does not get into a 21-point lead in the first quarter like most teams do against Charlotte they're going to run the football and tech has not shown really except for a couple games here that they will stop the run uh, defensively. So I'm going to go with Shadrick bird because you know, he hasn't had a lot of carries, right? He's you're talking about, Oh, you're talking about the same number of carries as, as Marquise Crosby. Really? (laughs) Oops. Uh, He's had 134 carries and 568 yards. So 4.2 yards per carry is, is nothing embarrassing there but he hasn't gone on a long run as long as the season's 18 so that dude's watching tape on tech and like oh my god i'm gonna like quadruple that number this week i'm gonna break off an 80 yarder uh you know because these guys can't fill their gaps or whatever right and if we come out playing pass you know they may make us pay if we can't jump out to a big lead and you know tech should be able to move the ball but we're also you know, we haven't really moved the ball effectively with Landry Liddy at, at the helm for a whole game, you know? So I think that's I think that's my player to watch is that run game might surprise us. Yeah, I'm still concerned about the passing game. Elijah Spencer averaging 17 yards per reception on 52 receptions is scary. Yep. Uh, he might he might break a thousand this season or easily this game. This game, yeah. He may break a thousand in just this one game. Uh, <laughs> you never know, I guess. But yeah, just he's a guy I am worried about the downfield threat. I am worried about the big play, a team that's not afraid to go for it on fourth down, not afraid to be aggressive. I mean, we'll see. There's a new coach in town, so that may change things. But wait, 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 wait. They have a wide receiver named Quentin Patton. Do you see see this? Quinton Patton. So not 
Quint, it, it's like one letter off from Quentin Patton, right? Huh, he was wearing a fake mustache in his ESPN profile picture. <laughs> but he didn't change his name. He's just... A... <laughs> Interesting. Okay, well, never mind. He's my player to watch. Yeah, he's on... I mean... Five catches, 37 yards, no touchdowns. You'll, you'll have a few this game because his name is Quentin Patton. Yeah. All right, well, Sorry. before we jump to our predictions... <laughs> Let's uh, let's go through what computer polls in Vegas say. Massey gives Tech a fifty three percent chance to win this game. Final score predicted of thirty five to thirty three. Louisiana Tech. ESPN Oof. FBI gives Tech a fifty nine point two percent chance to win this game. And Vegas favors the Bulldogs by three with an over under of sixty four and a half. So that's roughly thirty four to thirty one. Tech predicted there. All three of these are lining up to be. This is a close game. I'm a little shocked that they only have each offense scoring 30-something points against these defenses, but that's just me. Evan, how do you see this game going? Uh, Yeah, I mean, so my my guy CFP Graphs here, Stats of War, he, he has Tech as a 57% chance to win 38 to 35. Um, so it seems like a three-point game is what everybody kind of thinks yeah. here. Um, man, I honestly don't, like, I honestly don't know. I, I don't think... I don't think it's low scoring. Um, you know, I hope to God that the team gets off the fucking plane this time. Um, they did not last week, obviously. Um, and you know, but this ain't UTSA we're playing this week. So I, I don't know, man, I think it's high scoring. I think, you know, hopefully the tech defense can come up with some turnovers. This is a team that will turn the football over. Like, I don't know. I'm, let me, what, what, what kind of scores are they giving up? I mean, they're averaging 20 points and giving up 41. So they got to be, I mean, I don't know. I God, this is. They're giving up 40 something a lot. Yeah. I mean, the only teams to, so like in conference, Western Kentucky scored 59. So I was going to go with like 51, but I don't, I don't think tech is that good. Um, last week, MTSU put up 24. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll say I'll say like 41 to 33, but I don't know how they get to 33 because they don't kick field goals. So never mind. I'm going to say 41 to 28, I guess. I was going to say 31, but that that also has a field goal. So 41 to 28 tech wins. And I think tech wins because the defense will come up with some turnovers, um, get some stops and, you know, I just hope we can jump out to that early lead like so many teams have and make them one dimensional because we have some good DBs and our our defense's best unit, despite my my misgivings earlier, is still the defensive backfield and the the advanced stats and the the dumb stats back that up with, you know, us being so bad against the run. So hopefully we can take that run out of the game just just by being up early. So, you know, hopefully Cumbie can write a good script for the first couple drives here. And uh, 41-28. Yeah. Everyone's picking Tech by three. Matt picked Tech by three, if I remember right. I think that's missing a significant digit. I think it's Tech by 30. I think it's 45 Ooh. to 15. 45 to Sorry, 15? Sorry, 44 to 14. Let's make the okay. math a little easier. There you go, because I was like, they're kicking five field goals? <laughs> <laughs> that was a safety just, in there somewhere. They just saved them all for this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, why yeah. do you think that? Like, what, what gives you confidence after last week? The fact that this isn't UTSA is really the answer. Yeah. This offense can click. We saw it click against Rice with Liddy at the helm at the end of the game. We saw it click against FIU with Liddy at the helm. Uh, the defense is bad, 
But I think that the interception problems that Charlotte has had this year will feed into the offense, feed back into the offense and score more points. I don't think we'll have three straight drives that end in interception defensively, but I think that we'll have maybe three picks in this game as well. And that will help out the defense and bail them out. Even if they give up, up some yardage, they won't give up the score at the other end of the field, especially because I think our defense, although they haven't been great on fourth down, I think they'll be able to stand tall against the 49ers and cause a team that should score something closer to 20 or 24 stay at 14 because they are just unwilling to kick field goals for whatever reason. So I, I think this is our blowout win for the Bulldogs closer to what we saw against UTEP, except I think our defense plays even better. Um, and yeah, I think, I don't think this will be an easy game, but I just think it will be a blowout game. Wow. Well, there you have it. I mean, I hope you're right. That would be fun to watch. Um, you know, probably should pick tech to lose on the road until they win one. Um, just to, just to make things fair, you know, we, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I guess we're all picking tech to win this week, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, let's see if we pick Tech to win in basketball this week. The Bulldogs will travel to Lafayette to play the ULL Raging Cajuns on Thursday night. And then on Monday, they will face off against ULM at home in the TAC. Right now, let's let's jump to just the Raging Cajuns first. ULL is 139th ranked in Ken Palm right now, having won all three of their games so far this season, beating Centenary, a non-Division one school, Harvard, I guess they are playing them so that they can say they're better than Harvard and East Tennessee state Harvard and East Tennessee state are both around 213, 215 in Ken Palm. So not really convincing wins there, but they handled them pretty easily. Uh, so I'm curious to see how they're able to handle the first, first true test of the season against tech on Thursday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a pretty close matchup as far as Ken Palm's concerned. Um, yeah. So, so Ken Palm has this game as, ULL winning uh, by three, 74 to 71, gives Tech a 39% chance to win. ESPN, and this this set of data that I'm about to go through is like, you know, kind of tells you how bad these predictors are at the beginning of the season. But uh, ESPN's um, analytics suggest ULL has a 75% chance to win this game. But then Massey, which I feel like normally hates Tech, has Tech... 53% chance to win on the road, 72 to 70. So uh, that's that's a pretty wide disparity there. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of it is due to the fact that it's, uh, you know, pretty early on in the season. Yeah. And so I don't want to spend too much time predicting these or talking about these games too much because there's a lot of uncertainty with both of these teams. Uh, but we'll, we'll just have to see how this one goes. Yeah. You got any players to watch, though, in this one? Yeah. Let's go ahead and shout out Jordan Brown. The six foot eleven junior uh, may be a trouble on the inside. Uh, we saw last week against Texas Tech. Tech really struggle against their big, who was also six foot eleven. All those names escapes me right now. Uh, so, uh, Obanafor or whatever, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so, if Jordan Brown is able to stop the Bulldogs from driving to the basket and maybe block some shots from some of our shorter driving players, that could be a real issue. Uh, with a team that wants to be able to take that inside shot. So he's who I have my eyes on, at least defensively, from this Raging Cajun team. Yeah, for sure. He's he's also averaging almost 20 points per game right now in their first three games. Um, so he's definitely their go-to guy. I mean, offensively, he's being used on um, more than more than 28% of their possessions. Um, he also pulls in a, a pretty good number of rebounds. But I think, uh, you know, Tech against Texas Tech last week struggled 
with blocks. I don't even know how many blocks Texas Tech ended up with, but it was a lot. Uh, ULL has a guy who's averaging 5.2 block percentage um, in their three games so far. So, you know, not crazy numbers. He's number 237 in the nation with that number, but, you know, it's early in the season. That guy's only 6'3 as well. So he just knows how to find the basketball. His name's Greg Williams. So he's going to be, uh, he's going to be my guy to uh, to look out for here. Yeah, and then moving across the state to ULM, Tech will host the Warhawks, who opened the season with a loss to Texas A&M, 87 to 54, but then came back home and found their winning ways against some non-division one opponents, and Dallas Christian and Central Baptist, uh, scoring over 100 points in both of those contests and allowing only 50 something. So ULM was able to beat up on some bad teams. But they face TCU this Thursday and then travel to Tech on Monday. Uh, this should be an easier game than ULL. Tech is predicted by Ken Palm to win 77-66. to 66. That's an 84% chance to win this game. Uh, nothing is easy, and we still have a lot, to learn, a lot to learn about the Bulldogs. But this should be a game that Tech wins. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, ESPN giving a 67% chance to win. Massey giving an 81% chance to win. Just kind of round that out. Yeah, I mean, this should be a, a nice... Is this game on the road or at home? It's at home. At home, nice. Yeah, this this should be a uh, a nice, you know, opportunity for the dogs to still get settled in a little bit, um, you know, find their rhythm. You know, that's it's the early going for a new coaching staff, but um, ULM uh, currently, you know, and again, this is super early, but currently they're ranked 360th in effective field goal percentage offensively. Um, so they're they're not they're not very good at shooting the basketball is what that means. You know, tech, of course, is is ranked 283rd right now. So that's not great. And you'd expect that to go up. So I don't know if ULM would expect that to go up as well. But yeah, nothing too inspiring about this team. Like you said, Nathan, they beat up on some bad teams. I guess we'll let you know if they if they put the fear of God into TCU. Um, you know, maybe it's something more we need to look out for and, and, uh, and talk about on Twitter, but, you know, seems like a pretty good couple of games here for tech to figure out where they're at this season, you know, one against a a pretty good opponent and one against a a not so great opponent. Yeah. And I think that's all the basketball talk for this week. Uh, we'll have more to talk about. We'll be able to talk about things more in depth as football ends and basketball really gets going. Oh yeah, let me give you one player to watch here for uh, ULM, just because his name is Savion Gallion. So uh, maybe some relation to our to our boy Matt, who had to drop off the call early. Uh, Savion Gallion, you know, uh, he's he's good at drawing fouls. That's what I see so far. Nineteenth in the nation in fouls drawn per forty minutes at nine point six. So probably drives the lane a a good bit. He's six four, sophomore. Um, Yeah, but I mean, I think this Tech team. Uh, will be fun to watch. So I'm excited to to get to watch them against a couple in-state rivals here in the coming days. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully, maybe hopefully against both of those teams, we'll be able to run up the score. And that brings us to this week's oh Tweet God, of the Week. Oh my God, you're going to make me talk about this. Evan. <laughs> oh no. What's this week's Tweet of the Week? Oh, that that it is. this is a very good tweet and it deserves it. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Man, <laughs> I'm sure some UTSA fans are going to listen to this because they are some petty motherfuckers who like to find people talking trash about them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, man, they have some cool fans that came out and and were cool after, uh, after this all happened. But 
there are just some fan bases that just don't like get it. They either don't get the shtick or they, they don't understand. Like, so not everybody's out to get them. So Javi Cardenas, who's their rivals guy. So like their version of Ben from blue tech blue said, LaTeX ran up the score many a time versus UTSA trailer returns the favor in their last meeting. And I just, I don't know why, but I took exception to that. I was like, man, y'all didn't run up the score. Like they went on a, we didn't talk about this game at all. So we, I won't do that, but they went, they put their twos in the game with three minutes left in the third fucking quarter. And then their twos and threes went on an 11 and a half minute drive to close the game out and scored a touchdown with like 50 seconds left or whatever. I don't fact check me on that. I don't care. They went on like an 11 (laughs) minute drive to, to score and their twos scored. They're like, fifth string running back scored a touchdown. Okay. Like they carried him off the field after it because he's a fucking fifth string guy, right? Like he's probably a true freshman or some shit like that to me is not, that doesn't mean they ran up the score. And I don't know if like running up the score is not a common term that people understand to be negative, but like I have always understood that to be a negative thing. It's unsportsmanlike. It's a thing that you do to rub it in the other team's face. Yeah. You're rubbing it in your, you're rubbing it in their face. You're like, you know, oh, well, we we could have we could have knelt, but instead we called timeout with three seconds left because we fucking hate you. Right. Like, no, like what they did was not running up the score. Like they were up 44 to seven with 11 minutes left in the game and they ended the game up 51 to seven. Like they could have scored probably five more times that they fucking wanted to. Right. And like, I'm sorry, but anyway, so all I said was. Y'all didn't run up the score today. Neither did we in the past. Good teams beat the hell out of bad teams. Good win for y'all over our bad team. Like, because I went back and checked our scores and I don't have them in front of me now, but our scores from the past, like, yes, we beat the shit out of them a few times. There were a lot of close-ish games, like some 31, 28, some 27, 24, whatever. But there were a couple of games where it was like 63 to 21. And like Jamar scored a touchdown with 15 seconds left. But that was in 2016 when Jamar was the backup, right? So like, I think it was a similar situation where, you know, Skip's like, hey, I got all my twos and threes in. You still have your first team out there. Like, if y'all if y'all want to stop them and end the game, stop them and end the game. We're not going to call a timeout, but, like, we're going to run the quarterback sneak with three seconds or with 40 seconds left or whatever. Again, I, I don't know the actual situation there. But so, again, I said y'all didn't run up the score today. Neither did we in the past. And, man, uh... <laughs> I got like five different variations of that SpongeBob meme where SpongeBob just looks like a bird or something. And it's like all caps and mixed with lowercase and stuff of people saying like, you know, y'all didn't run up the score STFU y'all lost by 40 plus, And we had backups in all fourth quarter. And then that guy bootleg Bentley saying y'all didn't run up the score today with the, with the thing. And I, man, and then I just said, but you, but you didn't though. Like, Running up the score is is bad. Like I'm saying, you guys were good. You just beat us. Like you beat us fair and square. Like you, we are bad and you beat us, right? And so I I literally said it implies bad sportsmanship to say you ran up the score. I don't think that's what happened. And then this guy says bad sportsmanship. Funny, it wasn't bad sportsmanship early in Conference USA. Like, I. Uh, it's it's like a bot that doesn't understand context. It sees right. the term bad sportsmanship and goes. Oh, well, you must be accusing us of bad sportsmanship when there are other words in that sentence. You don't, reading comprehension is important. All the words in a sentence are important. 
Uh, and that fight goes back and forth a little bit. I'm trying to speed through some of this explanation. Yeah. Uh, so, and, yeah. I, and it, it gets to the point where this goes back and forth a little bit. And then Ryan Parker stats. Uh, sorry I forgot, I forgot where i was <laughs> <laughs> i was i was actually like i was going to uh end of the season kickball party with my boy seth and like he was driving and while this was while all this shit was happening on twitter and i was like like every time a new tweet came in i was just like are you fucking serious like i can't i don't understand but our boy ryan parker stats uh came through with the great tweet and nathan what is that tweet it is an image of Arthur the is it anteater or Ardvark. Yeah, yeah, same difference, right? Yeah, this eight animals that all that matters. His hand clenched fist meme. You've seen it before, uh, and it says an odd number of UTSA fans when you compliment their team's dominance and sportsmanship. He's an Ardvark. He's an Ardvark. Okay, well, yeah. fact checked. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, Courtney, for your. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean. It was, it was just, uh, and then someone responded to him and said, LOL at y'all thinking it was bad sportsmanship. <laughs> like they just like, uh, it, I probably tweeted the meanest thing I've ever tweeted from our account, uh, because I had had several beers, um, at this point of the kickball party. I said, read the thread again, then read it again, then read it a third time. We're saying the opposite of what you think we're saying. Read it until you get that. <laughs> like I was just, yeah. I was just talking like, how many times do I have to say y'all were not being bad sports? You just beat the shit out of us. Like that's not being a bad, like just take the fucking compliment. You won 51 to seven and, and we didn't sh- like whatever, whatever I'm done with UTSA, man, get them out of my fucking face. I don't want to deal with them anymore. Um, well, I have good news. That about wraps it up for this episode of the go tech, <laughs> please don't die podcast. As always, or at least until it shuts down. You can follow us on Twitter at oh, G-O-T-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or if you're worried about them shutting down anytime soon, we've started an Instagram account. If only as a backup, we're still figuring out what we want to do with it exactly. But go ahead and give us a follow at gtpdd.dog. And if you're wondering why that's our Instagram username, it's also our website, gtpdd.dog. You don't have to put in a .com after it. The dog works as the com. I think that's the technical phrase for what that is. Uh, you can go there. You can play the football contest. You can play the fantasy football challenge. You can buy a shirt or a sweatshirt or both or a third thing at the store. GTPDD.DOG slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. All right, Matt. See you later. I'll see you guys later. I'm actually getting off, so please tell me bye. (laughs) Bye, Matt. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.